heads and fuckheads. So, how's everybody been doing? If you follow my Facebook page, you'll find out that you already are aware I quit my fucking job this week. Which, you know, for some of us is a pretty scary thing to realize you just did. And it was kind of scary for me to quit a job the way I did. Because it's been probably 15 years since I've done so that way. But, you know, you can only take so much shit. And I already had another job lined up. I was slow playing it, was going to try and give two or three weeks notice, train my replacement, give my bosses proper notification, do everything the proper way. But uh, the stress it was just too much. And uh, we went out to Calgary for my oldest boy's first tournament for fighting. And uh, I think his reaction to them trying to put him in the ring, because he's 17. They tried putting him in a ring with a 13-year-old kid that had been fighting all day. Well, my kid's 17, hadn't been in the ring yet all day. And he looked at me as he was getting in the ring with, with this kid the first time and says, who in the fuck do they think I am? I'll tell you this, I don't think I've ever been prouder of that kid. Because he wanted to get in the ring and just destroy whoever they threw at him. But he knew it wasn't right. So, instead of just getting in there and fucking thumping this 16-year-old kid out, he caught it and faked it because he knew it wasn't right. Being a dad, that, that was a moment of pride. You know, I was proud of him for not uh, just getting in there and beating the shit out of somebody that he thought he was better than and all the rest of it. So as this was going on, I went over, I talked to this other kid's dad, and I said, I don't, I don't approve of this. And this kid's dad looked at me and he says, don't you worry about my boy. My boy just got back from Worlds about three months ago, brought home two gold medals. He won't get in the ring if he ain't ready. Well, my kid threw the fight. This other kid didn't even try. They made them get in again the second time. <clears throat> As a dad, I was a little, uh, honestly disappointed with my behavior. Because I lost my shit. Looked <coughs> very <coughs> unfair. Un, uh, unprofessional with the way I reacted and the things I said to the other <coughs> coaches over what went on but that's what it is I did end up apologizing to the coaches and not for what I said well kind of for what I said more for my behavior affecting my son's team than my actual behavior because I didn't want my shitty, ignorant attitude to affect the team that my kid fights for. So I apologized. And then uh, went outside. Then I actually missed the big fight where my kid got in there and fucking mud stomped this kid because this. <coughs> 
13-year-old kid that had come back from Worlds was really no smaller than my son. Probably outweighed my son. But uh, told my son when they when they stepped in the second time, he looked at him and he said, "Don't pull it." And my kid knew he was world class. Well, if you know who I am, you know who the video. You've seen the video. My kid dummied him three times, and my boy did one fuck of a one fuck of a job. Hey, bud. Yeah. Turd did a good job, didn't he? Yeah. <laughs> but anyways, I just wanted to throw that out there. How proud of my son I was for you know when when he looked at what was in front of him and all he saw was what he knew that this kid was four years younger than him and had been fighting all day. He wouldn't give his all. And he looked at me and said, what kind of a fucking monster do they think I am? That was a moment of pride. Those moments made me realize that this most as much of a fucked up individual as I am, the fucked up shit my kids have seen, I have been a good, a good influence. And they have seen that not everything about me is a fucking mess. So, on that note... We're going to jump back to, I'm going to say, like, 95, 96, to a unlawful entry situation where me and a couple of my friends may or may not have gotten away with it on the legal side of things, but uh, shit came around and got one of us. So, let's uh, touch base on that one. So, it was a... Oh, fuck. It was a long weekend. I'm not 100% sure. don't quite remember. But, uh... We... Well, one of my friends, I will not say a name. And, simply... To say this, I won't say a name because I was the only one that was ever called out for on this. And for the other ones that were with me, uh, you're very fucking welcome. But at the same time, I still owe you a fucking beating. I took a beating. But anyways, <laughs> so we get this lined up. There was a fridge in the basement of this house that we um, not so welcomely welcomed ourselves into. And the boys wouldn't let me go upstairs for some reason. Not 100% sure why at the time. Told me there was a fridge in the basement. I, my job was to go down and clean the fridge out. So we sent one of them down the window. And this is broad daylight, like 3 4 o'clock in the afternoon. Send one in through a basement window. He comes back up, unlocks the back door. So my job is the beer fridge downstairs. So 
I head straight for the basement. Pictures had already been drawn up for us. This was not a by the seat of our pants fucking unlawful entry. And uh, I go down, do my job, come up, and holler at the boys. Fridge is empty. I got two backpacks on my back now at this point, full of uh, 26 ounces, 40 ounces, and a shit ton of beer. Well, as I holler upstairs that the fridges are empty, I start heading out the back door and they come down and they've got a decent haul of cigarettes and cash. Well, fucking A. It's party time. We got booze, we got cash, we got smokes. It's time to rock and roll. Well, we had one fuck of a weekend. I'll put it that way. We jumped into a little Chevy car, peeled out of there, went and pulled Buddy out that was distracting the kid that lived in the house by playing basketball with him. And then we went out partying. And yeah, one of my boys is sitting right across the living room from me listening to this one. <laughs> but my kids know I was never a fucking, or they, they know I was no angel. So we go out, we have party, we, we party, we enjoy our fucking weekend. Well, the place that we hit was the wrong fucking house to hit. I should have known better. One of the guys I was with should have fucking known better. And I think they did. But I don't think they cared because they, I, I firmly believe they knew if it was going to fall back on anybody, it was going to fall back on me. So we partied for the weekend. We drank all the booze. <clears throat> spent the cash. Smoked the cigarettes. Had a great time. Well, about a week afterwards, standing in the kitchen, I was living in, I was young, I was like 15 or 16 at this time, living at home with mom, phone rings, one of, my mom, one of mom's friends was on the other end of the phone. Normally he'd ask me how things were going, whatever, all I got this time was, let me talk to your mom. kind of threw me a little off guard, but I didn't think anything of it. So, Mom's talking to him on the phone. And, uh, Mom gets mad. My fucking kid did what? I'll fucking deal with this. And then she hung up the phone. And before I knew what the fuck was going on, or that even, even that she'd even hung the phone up, she was coming across that kitchen at me. I love my mother to death. But the worst beatings I ever took in my life were for my mother. And this one is definitely up there and takes the cake. That house that we did that to was one of her friends 
a person that never, never should have been fucked with. And I think that was why they wouldn't let me upstairs, because if I would have saw the family pictures, I would have known whose house it was and would have fucking ended it. The house was under video surveillance, and this is back in, like I said, mid to late 90s. It wasn't a regular thing back then. So the only person he could recognize out of all of us was the one that went in, went straight downstairs, and never went upstairs. And one of the things that these fucking guys I was with did was, instead of just opening the big Rubbermaid bowl to take the money out, they took one of the knives off the wall. And they cut the lid off the Rubbermaid top. Which doesn't seem like much, but when it's just a Rubbermaid top that you can pull off, it's a little more disrespect. And there was no fucking need for it. You're gonna rob somebody, that's fine. Rob them. But there's no need to being ignorant and disrespectful like that. Do I do I do I regret this one? Yeah, I do. This robbery I probably regret more than any of the other ones I ever did because I for some reason let my boys talk me into doing things that we normally wouldn't have done. Normally I wouldn't have went in blind like that. But I did. And, you know, the more I think about it now, over 20 years later, those sons of bitches know and knew full well they couldn't let me upstairs because I would have known the family in the pictures. I would have shut the robbery down. But we did it. Mom got the phone call. I wasn't even done doing the dishes when Mom hung up the phone and she come at me. It's in about 0.32 tenths of a second. I was laying on the kitchen floor with my mother standing over top of me. Not slapping me but fucking punching me. Telling me I fucked up. So, if you're listening and you know what day I'm talking about and what house we did, or maybe you're one of the guys that was with me, that shit wasn't cool. I've been called some pretty nasty names throughout my life. One of the worst ones I've been labeled with is a rat. But you sons of bitches know goddamn well. I took a beating over it. And never laid a fucking hand on you cunts. And you're the ones that put me in that position. Maybe I should have rolled. Maybe I should have told them who the fuck put it together, who orchestrated it all, then I'd have been free and clear. But that ain't me. I ain't no fucking rat. 
never have been, never will be. Because old school brought me up. So I just wanted everybody to hear about that one. Like that was one that for some reason is fucking hitting me hard here lately. <coughs> Probably because <coughs> the two that put it together have accused me of some shit. I know they're not listening. <coughs> but I hope maybe one day they do hear this and realize the fucking beating I took to save their stupid fucking sorry asses. And one of you, out of those two, if I catch you, you're gonna catch a nasty beating. I'd like to say it was for that, but it's not. It's for the charges you're facing right now. So I got my boy sitting across the living room from me right now. And he's looking kind of frustrated. I've been trying to get him to get on the podcast with that. Because all you guys hear really is the shit ass stories about Bob's being a shithead. <laughs> and I know you guys hear that I've got three kids and how proud of my kids I am. And I am. I'm very fucking proud that I have spawned three of the greatest human beings this planet has ever seen from being the disaster I was. So, I don't know. Should we maybe see if Bud wants to get on here and give us a story about Dad? Because he's got to have a good story or two about Dad. <laughs> he's been alive 16 years. I'd hope he's got one or two. Hey, Bud, do you have one or two at least? Good memories of Dad? Or are they all shit? Ah, oh, he says they're all shit. Oh, fuck him then. Do you want to jump on the mic and give a quick one, or no? No, he says he doesn't want to give a quick one. Well, like I've said before, one of the main reasons I do this is so that my stories aren't forgotten forever. And it's different than any other fucking podcast I've ever heard. Oh, and uh, we are coming up on 1,500 downloads right quick. This episode will probably put us over that in less than a year. So, I want to say thank you to everybody. And again, please, like, comment, share. Let's get these fucking algorithms working for us. But, one of my favorite, favorite, favorite stories about my grandfather and I wish that old man would have been able to do something like this so that I could hear 
his stories in his voice. But it made the world a difference for me. So I'm going to give you guys a little taste of that one. That would have been back in, if I remember correctly, late 40s, early 50s. Him and one of his friends were jumping out of Ontario, headed back for BC. They'd been logging. Oh, and uh, little Bud Welch Jr. over there looks like all of a sudden he's paying a little more attention to Dad's story. Probably because his nickname, Bud, comes from his grandfather, his great-grandfather. The man that uh, told me this story eventually, or originally. So, his, his great-grandpa, Bud, was coming back from Ontario, logging come back out to Alberta to work logging and the boys were in a bit of a rush and they were coming across I believe they were in Manitoba I believe I could be wrong but they pulled into this little gas station it would have been about 11 30 12 o'clock at night and I guess the guy that ran the gas station and owned the gas station lived there well, he fired the gas station up for my grandpa and my grandpa's friend. And they went to fill the tank. Oh, it's alright, but you don't gotta run because you're coughing. But, uh, I guess they went pulled in, fueled their Jeep. That's all my grandpa would tell me, was it was a Jeep. And, uh, when they went in to pay, they looked at this dirty old Jeep with these dirty old suitcases. And he didn't think these boys should have fresh, crisp dollar bills. Well, they were paying with <clears throat> a fresh, crisp $20 bill. Well, this motherfucker thought it was counterfeit money. So he called the fucking sheriff. Sheriff rolls in, come in, spoke with my grandfather. <laughs> Asked Grandpa the story. Grandpa told him what was going on. And uh, the, the gas station guy gave him his story too. And he said, you know, pretty funny how both stories line up. The only difference is, the gas station attendant, which was also the owner, seemed to think they looked like criminals that shouldn't have fresh dollar bills. They kind of get that. They were Irish. And there was only one thing worse you could be than black before 1960. And that was Irish. <laughs> Irish and blacks were horribly, horribly treated badly for no other reason than they were Irish and black. 
same as the blacks are now and the natives are now and everybody else and whatever. I don't even want to get into the fucking racism bullshit. That will be a full episode. Because racism makes me fucking angry. Even though I rock a rebel flag on the back of my jacket. And if you think that makes me racist, fuck you. But the cop uh, walked up to the officer, or up to the, the store owner, and my grandfather, and my grandfather's friend, and looked at the store owner and said, so which bill did they give you? And he set it aside, this is the counterfeit bill. And the officer said, okay, do you have a, another bill that is not counterfeit? And he says, yes, sir, I do. And he handed that one over. Well, story goes. That officer stuck his hand behind his back. I don't know if he mixed them up. I don't know if he kept them in the same hand. But he pulled the dollar bills back out. Looked at the store clerk and said, which one's counterfeit? store clerk looked at the officer and said well I can't tell well apparently at that point in time the officer looked at the store clerk and said well then how do you know which how do you know it was counterfeit and he said well because they dug it out of their suitcase so there must be more counterfeit money in the suitcase so the officer asked my grandfather and his friend if they could open the suitcase up both of them looked at the officer and said, we'll open it up, but it's dirty old work clothes. I don't think you want to smell it. <laughs> and the officer said, probably not, but let me have a look. So they threw it on the hood of the car, or of the Jeep. Officer opened the first one, got a whiff of what hit him in the face. My grandfather said he slammed it shut and said, good enough. Same thing with the second one looked at the store owner and said thank you owe these boys an apology give them a change for what didn't end up in the tank and I don't want to hear for uh, hear another fucking bullshit accusation from you again so you can't judge everything by the way it looks yeah it was the middle of the night yeah, they looked rough. They looked tired. Probably because they were hard-working individuals. Trying to make it home for their next job. <coughs> is what it is, motherfuckers. Like it or not. Hard-working white people will always be looked down on. No different than hard-working brown people or hard-working black people. So this racism bullshit that I keep hearing about needs to fucking end. You can say that I can't say that because I'm white. Well, do your, lo do your searches into history, my friends. And some of the most horribly, horribly treated people in this world 
were white. They were Irish. People want to claim that the colonialism that came to the North Americans was such a horrible, horrible thing. And you know what? I agree. It wasn't good. But the natives weren't the only ones treated badly. The blacks weren't the only ones treated black badly. There was plenty of Caucasian people that were treated like shit by other Caucasian people. Color don't mean shit. An asshole is an asshole is an asshole is an asshole. Okay? And if you don't like that, tell me you don't like it. Call me a racist in the comments. Call me a piece of shit. Tell Joe Rogan how much of a piece of shit I am. Have him listen and call me out. Fuck yeah. Do that. If you don't like what I just said, send Joe Rogan a message. <laughs> and tell him that Tales of a Messed Up Northern Boy is a racist podcast. And he needs to listen and put me on blast. <laughs> I'll take the fucking extra listeners. <laughs> Well, I love y'all. Thanks for listening. What's the matter, my boy? That was one of the last ones he told you? That was one of Grandpa Dave's favorites. Yeah, and now you can hear it. 40 years down the road. Dad's voice telling you. Not Grandpa Dave's, but Dad's. That's why Dad's doing this. It's out here now. It's out here forever. You kids ever think you're missing out when Dad passes? You want to hear some of Dad's stories? Go search Tales of a Messed Up Northern Boy. That's why I keep asking you all, is there a story you want me to tell? Do you want to tell a story and have Dad's input? That's why I do what I do right now, my boy. I know how much it hurts to not have that voice anymore. I lost my mom too soon. My birth father is alive, last I heard. The man who raised me is long gone. I don't got a lot left. I know what that hurt is like to not know those voices anymore. And I hope by me doing what I'm doing, you, your brother, and your sister don't have to go through it. Alright? I love you, my boy. <clears throat> and on that fucking note, we're going to end this one off. And we're going to end this off a proper way for us. Hey, little man. How does Dad normally end the podcast off? Do you remember? 
If you, you don't remember, you want to add it for that? Well, apparently. Okay, well, look at here. We're going to let Little Man end this one off. Hopefully, he does a good job. He can't do any. Just right over here. So you want to walk a mile in my shoes? Walk. That won't impress me much. Walk a mile in my. Yeah, I can. Ah, he tried. He tried. He tried. He tried. We'll give him credit for that one. How I normally end it off, my boy is. Don't walk a mile in my shoes, because that won't impress me. Live thirty seconds in my head, and you will understand why. I'm a messed up northern boy, and these are my tales.